You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. That's me. It's 16 past 10. So yesterday on Wednesday, we received a call. It started all with a call from Chris in Napier, who told us about taxi operators blocking people from using other forms of public transport in the Eastern Cape. Also, the fact that they prevent people from hitchhiking for lifts. Let's take a listen to some of the things he highlighted. My friend, driving from Umtata, uh, in, in fact, in Dabankul, Eastern Cape, to the Western Cape, but he's telling me that the taxi association guys stopped them two times. They they were driving their own vehicle, and then they demanded that they produce a proof that all four of them in that car are related. They've got the same their name. If not, they must pay 1500 They reason that they are the only ones who are supposed to be transporting people. And the, 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 my friend is telling me they stood there almost two hours. And these guys, they say they did uh, show them their IDs, but still they insisted that they must pay. And so they so pay like to, some uh, sort of bribe in a way. Yeah, it's like uh, they are not supposed, they don't have a right to, to ride their own vehicle. Because now the, the other question that came is, before you had this car, what did you use? And then it was Which like, area now, is this, Chris? The Umtata area, if, if this happened. And the, 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 the person who refuses is in big trouble because they showed them the car and the key of someone else that they stopped. That particular person was forced now to go and withdraw the money that he did not have even. Then I asked him, now, how do, how do they even stop you guys? They said, no, they've got reflective jackets, and then they stop the, 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 every, like now they are trafficking into their own hands. And then I said, that is unacceptable. Sure. It's wrong. That was the first of the calls. It would be a flurry after that because many of you called in some on air and others off air on the WhatsApp line and gave your account of what taxi operators are doing to you. So this morning we decided to invite the South African National Taxi Council to get their view on why their industry behaves this way and also how they hold them accountable and what they're going to do because it can be that people from all over the country are alleging the same thing. These people are not all related and the modus operandi is largely the same. We also invited the transport department in the Eastern Cape since many of the incidents, at least that were reported yesterday, came from the Eastern Cape. But we all know since then, because even today, uh, the calls keep coming. The calls came, the last call that we had of the guy who was shot was a guy here in Kempton Park in Gauteng. Uh, the calls are coming from KwaZulu-Natal, Mpumalanga. It seems like it's something that's generally happening all over the country. So we invited um, uh, Matsikidi Rebecca Pala. Uh, she is the spokesperson for the South African National Taxi Council, Santaco. Also on the line, Charles Bramwell is Deputy Director, Provincial Traffic, Eastern Cape in the Department of Transport. And as I said, there's a standing invitation for all the other regions, uh, transport uh, departments to join the conversation or even the South African Police Service uh, regional uh, departments to join.
join the conversation and tell us what it is that they are doing uh, to deal with this situation. Good morning to both my my guests. And perhaps we start with you, Matsikidi. Thank you for your time and I suppose Happy New Year. It's a brand new year after all. And, you know, one of the last voice notes that came through uh, was a person who said to me, ask the person from Santaco what law allows them to impound people's cars and ask for money from people um, what gives them the right to do so good morning thank you hi and your listeners happy new year to everyone including yourself um look i think i want to first give a principle to say as an organization we work towards advancing the interests of the taxi industry and that does not in any way include mandating and or promoting criminality in our name. These incidents that you're speaking about are widespread, as you've rightly said. They've been experienced all over South Africa. It's not a new phenomenon. It happens every other day. The reality of the matter is the understanding we have is we never mandate our members to take over from the work that's done by law enforcement, to want to determine if people have permits to be transporting others, and to even go as far as demanding money as though they are the sole people who should be working on the road. So it should be understood that Santaco does not mandate any of its members to do that. The reality of the matter is I would have hoped for the police or law enforcement to be represented in this conversation, because what these people are doing is pure criminality. It is not in any way something that we make them to go do. It's not something that we promote. It is regrettable and it ruins our our name as a public transporter. And it should not be the case. The reality of the matter is it's also very sad when we hear of incidents where like the one we had of the audio clip where people go as far as withdrawing money and giving the money to these people who purport to be operators of the taxi industry because what we would have loved for people to do on any scale really is involve law enforcement because this is daylight robbery. We do not claim to own the road and be the sole people who should be transporting others. And and I'm sure as we continue with the conversation, we'll get to a point where we speak about hitchhiking and what we do as an industry in that regard, but also understanding where we end and when law enforcement takes over. But it must be understood that whilst this is a nationwide problem, it is a nationwide problem of criminality and not necessarily a nationwide problem of what is being perpetrated by the taxi industry as mandated by the industry. Sure. I mean, I kind of expected this answer, um, you know, as the first response that I'd be given. Of course, you don't mandate them. But of course, also, it is particularly well known that it is something that does happen. And yes, the many people, in fact, the call that you heard, uh, the clip that you heard is the milder of the calls, right? Uh, Since Because we we had to play that clip because that's where uh, the influx began. Since then, Mm. we've even had people who say they were shot. We've had people who say they were forced to kiss people they'd never met before to prove that they're related to them. It crosses provinces, right? It crosses Mm. up. It is a well-known fact that members of Santaco do this. What are you doing about it? Because I know uh, people have also said when they called that they do go to law enforcement agencies, right? Yeah. And mm. nothing happens. 
This is something that is perpetuated by your members consistently and continuously, and seemingly you are aware of it. What are you doing about it? Sure, KG, and I'm, when I say that we're absolving ourselves because we don't mandate them, it doesn't mean that I'm underscoring how big of a problem this is, because it also ruins our name as an organization that seeks to really be known as an alternative mode of transport that those who wish should use in, in ferrying, on being ferried to varied destinations. The reality also of the matter is, the questions we should also be asking is, how do we ascertain really that all of these people who are subjecting people to criminality are truly members of Santaco? And I understand that obviously as the organization that solely and, and primarily is advancing the interests of the taxi industry, we should also understand that we have a responsibility and a role to play in that regard. Some of the things that could really help is when people have these instances, if they could say to these people, rather let's go to your offices, the offices of your association, so that we can get there and ascertain that really you're being mandated by that office, and then involve law enforcement. <laughs> because the reality of the matter, Humuto, is that we can't have, we, we all know that we've got a problem of criminality in South Africa. Not everybody that's wearing a reflector jacket on the road stopping you is assented to be a member of a taxi association. Actually, actually want, what, yeah. you, what you miss is that they did. Yeah. They did go to the offices. They did okay. speak. There's a gentleman uh, this mm. morning who said he, she spoke. I mean, he, sorry, he spoke yeah. to the chairman. He spoke mm. to the chairman of that specific area's uh, uh, taxi association. And that yeah. specific chairman of that taxi, associ- a, a taxi association that is aligned to your organization, by the way, mm. said, well, mm. uh, as you can see, your car is parked next to another car that we impounded yesterday. That person hasn't paid the said 2,500 mm-hmm. rand or, wh- mm. you know, whatever the required amount. So you're not the first one and if you don't give that money it's a real problem and for me i was hoping that you're going to come and say for example that you're going to uh relook at the issue of uh you know how you give out licenses i I mean licenses are not given by yourselves they're given by the state obviously but you know the consideration that you make whether you suspend somebody as a member if they they you know if they are partaking in this lawless behavior but there has to be something tangible there has to be you have to find a way as an organization yeah. to arrest a problem that now is affecting people's lives people get Actually, shot people sure. get you know people get people get threatened and people go into distress uh, there's a little girl who the father called here on the show this morning and said uh, the girl is so completely traumatized from watching her father be shot by a member of you know a taxi association because mm. he didn't want to pay the girl has not been able to perform the same way at school it's so mm. terrible and it has yeah. to be arrested. Look, Homo, so then to move on, right? Once you get to an association and you find that the criminality appears to be that which is done even by the leadership, then it means that there's a problem and that's when you escalate. So as an organization, we have structures that deal particularly with disciplinary processes. <laughs> 
going as far as suspending members who are not acting in accordance with what we want to do in ferrying people to varied destination on a daily basis. What I want us to do is not to solely look at the taxi industry and forget things inclusive of this being criminality which needs to be prosecuted by the law so that also would-be criminals then see that examples are being set. You've also said it yourself that people are saying they're opening cases, but the cases don't go anywhere. That is a problem, right? So as an industry, in as much as we can discipline our members, and I can tell you members have been disciplined, members have been suspended in varied forms, not just with issues of hitchhiking and some of these violences that take place on the road. What kind of discipline is that? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe uh, let's not generalize. Maybe before I I speak to Mr. Bramwell, maybe let me hear the kind of discipline that you're talking about, because uh, your members go to people's houses and they threaten them uh, after they've cases and they say well uh, we know that you laid a case the last guy who calls us uh, they came to his house and they say we know that you laid a case either drop this case or you're going to be killed so I want to hear when you say uh, you know generally that you yeah. have taken action what kind of action have you taken at, at the very least the best of actions that is often taken is that a member's Obviously, for, for starters, their membership gets revoked from their organization. How many, me- how taking... many memberships have you revoked? No, no, I can't give you that number top of my head, KG, because remember, I speak from a national perspective, unless if you want particular areas, and we can make an arrangement for that. But remember that the issuance of, of operating licenses and permits is the jurisdiction of provincial regulatory entities, and and we make submissions to them as well, as and when we find that a member is said to not be behaving well. But I think we also need to understand that half the time the people who are doing this are drivers, drivers who are employees of members, because the people who are members of Santaco are in fact individual vehicle owners who often own more than one vehicle. But I don't want to be misunderstood to be saying that we are absolving ourselves of the responsibility. What I am saying is that when people go to report cases to the police and then they get subjected to criminality and issues of being threatened even if we revoke that members membership and or take their operating license criminality remains as that what we should then also include in this conversation is to ask law enforcement what are you doing because this is a national phenomenon and it's a problem Let me bring in uh, the deputy director, the provincial traffic uh, deputy director in the Eastern Cape Department of Transport. Mr. Bremel, good morning. Uh, The conversation starts with somebody who uh, was reporting a case that they experienced in Umtata, if my memory is serving me correctly. What are the rules? I mean, what are the rules, particularly in the Eastern Cape, regards, for example, hitchhiking, which is something that happens, yes, across the uh, the border lines and uh, I mean across the provincial lines. But what do the rules say regards hitchhikers? Good morning, Mr. Bremel. Good morning to you, KG, and good morning to the listeners of SAFM. Uh, KG, yes, you are correct. Even as the Department of Transport, we received a number of calls yesterday and the day before regarding this issue of of, uh, taxi operators uh, stopping vehicles on the road. Now, I first want to start with the National Road Traffic Act. The Road Traffic Act sets out areas where hijacking is prohibited, particularly, for instance, on your freeways. And you'll find in some municipal areas, you'll see a border, no, no hiking signs and all that. But in general, there is nothing wrong if you hike at a place where you are allowed to do that because hijacking 
in other areas is not uh, illegal. You can hike and, and, and so forth. But local authorities have a discretion to put up road traffic signs which prohibit hitchhiking in certain areas of their jurisdiction. But to come to the stopping of, of, of motor vehicles by taxi operators, it is totally illegal. The law grants authority only to traffic officers and the South African police members to stop vehicles on a public road. Uh, we, we must also remember, uh, KG, there's another issue which is a bone of contention here. We all know when you're a public transport operator, you apply for an operating license. Your yes, driver yes. must have a PRDP. Then you convey your passengers for reward. Now, I think in the case of a private motor vehicle, what we have noted is something that you need to have full evidence of. Some of these cars that pick up these people along the road, they also charge them uh, a, a fee for conveying them from point A to point in, B. In fact, on, on the calls that we had, we've had, mm. Mr. Bremwell, the highest mm. amount that somebody was forced to pay was an amount of about 5,000 rands. Is that now to the private motor vehicle? The, this, this is uh, the private motor vehicle had to pay the taxi um, operators an amount of 5,000 rands for their car not to be impounded and left at the taxi rank. No, 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 that is totally wrong, uh, KG. Look, what I'm trying to say is that in, in terms of, of, of the taxi operators, in actual fact, let me take you back to, the, to, to, to January 2023, the Eastern Cape Department of Transport issued a government gazette in this regard, mm. uh, which is totally prohibiting uh, any person to act as an authorized officer by wearing a reflective jacket and stopping vehicles on the road. And this is exactly what uh, the taxi industry is doing now right in the Eastern Cape. So we are dealing with that uh, uh, as law enforcement together with our counterparts in the South African Police Services. That is not allowed to happen. Uh, They cannot stop vehicles. They cannot impound vehicles. It's totally against the law. But it can't be that you're hearing this for the first time from me, uh, Mr. Bremwell. Like you said yourself, that you heard of the complaints yesterday and previous days. What, what kinds of operations have you yourselves, as the transport department, tried to do, whether in the form of roadblocks, to try and stop these taxi operators from behaving in this manner? Uh, KG, as I've said early on, already we had plans in place. And we have executed such plans not only now, but the moment the MEC has issued that gazette uh, in the province uh, prohibiting this type of action on public roads, we have, we, have, uh, ec- we have put actions into place. And we did that operation. Even like yesterday when we received the calls, we were in conversation with our traffic law enforcement in that specific, specific district, which is Awartamo in Umtata area, mm. where we requested that they work together with police and they went out and when they got there, they couldn't find any taxi operators there in the specific area where the complaint came from. But in a nutshell, they then did visible patrol around the area to see that this is not happening. Because once this is happening, they will act in terms of the government gazette. And they will then deal with those people who are stopping vehicles illegally. Even myself, I was on the road the other day and I saw it and I immediately activated traffic to, to attend to the issue at Colchester on the N2 near Cabeja. This is happening all over the province. We are on top of it. Uh, we, we, we do enforce the law when it comes to that. Uh, but at the end of the day, is that the, what they are doing is wrong. And the, the, the poor uh, the, 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 the passengers in the private vehicles are harassed, and they are actually taken out by force from these vehicles. And that can actually turn them on to hijacking. You cannot yeah. just take a person out of a vehicle. That is totally wrong. So as the Department of Transport Provincial Traffic in 
conjunction with our counterpart uh, subs, we really attend to this problem. As I say, it's mushrooming like uh, nobody's business here, and we are really on top of it. Is, uh, the, is, op- there, is, is there a sort of uh, working together process uh, that you anticipate having with the subs, uh, you know, uh, to make sure that you eliminate completely and totally? Because... Um, you know, like you're saying, it's widespread, it's everywhere. But for the Eastern Cape, is there a coordinated effort that you're going to put up with the with the SAPs to eliminate this problem? So correctly, uh, KG, in, in the Eastern Cape, uh, we are part of the Prof Joints, which is led by the South African Police Services. That is the, the platform where we discuss issues like this. But this also needs a call from the public transport leadership to work together with the law enforcement agencies so that we can address this matter together as a collective. But as I say, from law enforcement, we will now, specifically now that this thing is hot again on our heels, Mm. we will engage and sit down around the table and strategize and look specifically at our spot areas where these things are happening, where we're going to sit and work out our operational plan. But as I say, from there, we also need to get the leadership of the taxi industry to, to come to the table that we can discuss this issue. I know I asked specifically about a hitchhiking and what the law says regards hitchhiking, but what about lift clubs? Because one of the things that happened is that somebody said, uh, for example, yesterday, that they had come from an umgiti, and I know you're from the Eastern Cape, so you know what an umgiti is, and there were family <laughs> members. There were family members, there were about five of them in the car, and they ended up being stopped and one of the things that they were requested to do is prove to the taxi operators that they're related uh they have the same surname uh, or some ridiculous thing uh, and and as a result they if they don't have the same surname then they can't be in the same car but then people have the right to put in their cars whoever they want to put in their cars i you know i know that as a car owner i can put and go anywhere with anybody i want to go anywhere with what is what does the law say about lift clubs let's say people who decide for you know for economic reasons uh, the pe- price of petrol is very high so we'll lift club together to go to work and we'll rotate this lift clubbing method what about that what does the law say about that Yes, the lift clubs are there, and you are correct. Uh, they are assisting each other to travel from point A to point B. But again, it comes back to the issue. In the first place, those people should never have been stopped by a person who is not authorized to stop such a person on the road. Mm. We all know the issue of crime these days. Anybody can just put on a reflective vest and they stop a car. That is not allowed. Hence, we have this because uh, uh, that has been promulgated. And we need to then action exactly what the government gazette is saying. So it is totally wrong of, of, of those co- uh, taxi industry colleagues of us to go and stop vehicles and, and take the people out of the vehicle. That can just not happen. Speaking of totally the re- reflective uh, the reflective vest, Mr. Bramwell, is there, a, you know, are you at all thinking of doing yours differently, finding, you know, a way to put something in that will, you know, make yours stand out so that when people are stopped by people wearing just ordinary reflective uh, vests, they know that this specific one does not come from the Department of, Traffi- of, of Traffic in the Eastern <clears throat> Cape? That is correct, AG. With our last uniform issue to our traffic officers in the Eastern Cape, we took the route of subs, and uh, we, our reflective jacket is almost similar to one like steps on the left-hand side. It's called a reflective harness. It says traffic, and on the, on the right-hand side, it would say traffic police. 
So ours is different from the normal because even, you know, these road workers that work next to the road, they are wearing uh, reflective jackets and all that. Hence, we, we decided to change ours, and ours is similar to the one of SAPS, as provincial traffic in the Eastern Cape. Are there any convictions up to now? Uh, are there any, you know, whether it be taxi operators or ordinary human beings, uh, is there anybody that we know in the Eastern Cape who's been convicted for this crime? And wh- what is the official uh, word or name for the crime? Uh, at the moment, KG, I don't have that information with me. Uh, we have to do follow-ups in terms of our courts as what what has happened to cases that were registered. So we, we don't have that information with us uh, at the moment. Okay. We've got a lot of people who want to talk to both my guests, Matifo and Bulukwane. Hi, Matifo. Good morning. Matifo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I would like to also talk about the mm-hmm. taxi thing. Mm-hmm. There was a lady two years back in Bulugwani, the lift club. You see, she wanted to give that lady a lift to work. When the taxi came chasing, she had to rush and she got an accident and she died. This is true in Flora Park in Bulugwani. Mm. It's mm-hmm. very bad, but my suggestion is why are the taxis not a, they stop them? To be anywhere other than the taxi rent because these taxis they are there they stop they block cars mm. we know that they are taxi owners because they are there with their taxis we mm. find that there are police eating under the trees here next to anyone here in Bulugan. and those people are lining up with many taxis and stopping cars and nobody is doing anything so why don't there be a rule that says if you are a taxi you are not at the taxi rank they take your license because when they are not packed at the taxi rank they are taxis. They must pack at the taxi rank. Hmm. But that is doing along the road. Yeah. Thanks, Mati. For Barbara in Cape Town, you are a victim. Hi, Barbara. Hi, KG. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Barbara. I'm good. Um, I want to share what happened to me on the 22nd of December in Cape Town. Okay. So I was coming from work. Uh, I was using the 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 route from Clifondine to Bellevue. Mm-hmm. So I waited by the route to get a taxi. So what they do, these guys, they are having um, an assistant in their taxi. Mm-hmm. So what they do, when their taxi is not full, they are forcing people to get in the taxi, right? Yeah. So I waited, because I wanted a taxi that is almost full. Then I waited by the road. He forced me, get in, sis, get in, sis. Then I said, no, I'm not yet going. You know what he did? Mm. He just grabbed me, pulled me into the taxi, like grabbing me from the ground to pull me sure. into the taxi. Then I, I slapped him across the face. Mm. Then he left me. Mm. The driver said, no, leave him, leave him, leave him, leave him. Then that's how he left me, right? Mm-hmm. When he left me, I get, I got in the taxi that was behind, and it was almost full. That taxi, they moved like closer to each other. Then they, they were on the, um, there was a red robot they stopped. Mm. That guy who grabbed me from the previous taxi, he came to the board. I was sitting in the front uh, with the driver. The window was open. He came to me. He pulled out a knife. He showed me, see, see. How can you slap me in the face? He showed me the knife. He said, I'm going to cut your throat. Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah. So yeah. When, I got, when I got to the taxi rank, I told other people, they said, no, go and report to this uh, rank marshal. I went to another um, uh, guy called Sanguma. If you if you can call or ask if there's someone called Sanguma at the at Belvo taxi rank. Mm. He's a senior, I think. I went with the number plate of that taxi. When I showed him the number plate, he said, okay, sister, we're going to do something about it. Mm. But how do I know if they're going to do something about it? I was so scared that day. Like, I thought, are they kidnapping me or what? Because that taxi was 
was was not it was something like four or five people mm, mm. and you were the only woman in the car in the taxi yes they, i was the only woman they so he was pulling sure. me to get in the taxi you see so sure. that's what they do almost every day because i i use that route on monday on tuesdays and fridays so every time when i'm coming from work you you it's a, you start getting stressed like okay what's gonna happen now on the road yeah i'm sorry barbara thank you for your call buya in mtata hi buya <laughs> Let me not waste your time, my sister. Ne? Yes, sir. Then let me get right into education. Mm. You know, South Africa, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. And this problem is very big. We have a, we have a very lawlessness culture problem, if I can put it in that way. Let me have, let me ask a question, crazy, you and your listeners. Ne? Mm-hmm. If police don't arrest criminals, and criminals, they keep on terrorizing people, mm. Who must we blame? I'm asking you. Who must we? Who must we blame? The police know that this lawlessness is happening and they just ignore the situation. Now I'm asking you, who must we blame? The criminal or the police? I don't know. I don't know how to answer you, but uh, Buya, I, I don't know how to answer. You said you don't want to waste my time. Okay. I have okay. two. Other, I have two other guests, so I mean, I, I'm I'm not I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, it's insane to me that this. Uh, let, let's go to a voice note. Morning, SA family. Well, this conversation came to me as a surprise because I didn't know that it's a regular thing that happened. I once got a call from my dad. Actually, it was the other guy calling using my dad's phone. They wanted 7000 because my dad had given somebody a hike in Umtata and he drives this um, trucks that deliver cars and stuff. So he, he gave somebody a hike and they stopped him. They confiscated the, the company truck and they wanted 7000 to release him and the truck. Well, other than that, they were not releasing anything. They take everything. Then they were saying they're going to claim that money. They're going to want that money from the company. Obviously, it will lead, in, losing, um, lead to him losing his job. Mm. So, yeah, I had to pay the money to somebody that I don't know. Mm. Here's another uh, voice note, and then we'll go to a break. I'm hoping that my guests can respond to these calls and these voice notes. Here's the last voice note. Hi, good morning, uh, KG and the listeners. Could you please ask the Santaco guy, what would happen if someone chooses to retaliate after the treatment that they gave them? Because I'm sure there are people who have the power to retaliate. What would their actions be after that? Because I think they should talk to their drivers or whoever they have employed to do this because people will retaliate and it will not be a good thing once that retaliation takes place you are listening to kg mwekezi on safm you know speaking specifically of uh, the eastern cape right uh, there's uh, there was a story that came out in the papers uh, about an eastern cape hitchhiker who claimed intimidation by the the you know by a taxi and uh, they they were saying look the economic times are, are are such that they can afford to be in a taxi right and they go to a specific spot where hitchhiking is allowed and they do hitchhike and uh, once uh, 
a member of a taxi uh, association. I think it's called UNGET, the Port Elizabeth UNGET or Taxi Association. Uh, came to her, uh, her, Nomalang Ambongosha, 24 years old, slapped her publicly in front of everybody. This thing of, uh, you know, uh, people not being allowed to hitchhike, even in the sports where hitchhikers or hitchhiking is allowed, is allowed uh, Mr. Bramwell, and, and then being forced by the taxi drivers to get into a taxi, even if it's something that they know that they can afford and hitchhiking is something that they've done or they do to get to and from from work. How are you dealing with that, Mr. Bramwell? Yes, I'm here. I just missed a little of the last portion of your of your question, KG. No, I made uh, a, a, a reference to a specific person who told the newspaper that they hitchhike at a specific place in Port Elizabeth. And, um, you know, a member of the, I think it's called UNGET or Taxi Association, in that specific area of Gabecha, in Gabecha, in, uh, in came out of their taxi and slapped this 24-year-old woman in full view of everybody while she was hitchhiking in a place where she was allowed to hitchhike because she can afford to pay for a taxi fee to go to work every day. And that's how she had been going to work on a daily basis in the absence of being able to afford a taxi. And the taxi driver slapped her publicly in front of everybody and forced her to get into a taxi that she also couldn't pay, uh, uh, couldn't pay for. What is it that you can do to make sure that where people are allowed to hitchhike if they want to, there's a degree of law enforcement uh, that doesn't make women be slept publicly by people who feel that they are gods or laws unto themselves? Thanks, thanks, KG. Uh, that issue totally tantamounts to assault. Uh, that person uh, that, uh, that went through that experience should try and get a registration number of those taxis and go to the police and open a case of assault. But from our side, like I said earlier on, we are actually going back to the boardroom where we can sit down and, and discuss this matter in depth, where we can come up with strategies, your visible patrols uh, that will concentrate specifically uh, on this type of offense uh, throughout the province. Uh, we will ensure that we make traffic officers together with subs visible uh, in areas where these things are happening uh, and that's how we will deal with it. But for now, I would also like to say, KG, uh, and I've mentioned it, is that we really need Santiago to come to the table that we can sit down and we can discuss this issue and we can see how can we emerge with a proper solution on how to go forward on, on this issue because we cannot allow this because this is really bad for the industry. It's very bad for law enforcement and we really need to do something about it. So, I mean, what now, uh, Matsukiri, as a way forward, uh, with as also with that uh, standing invitation that comes particularly from the Eastern Cape Transport Department? Mm. Look, we appreciate any effort that's brought to our attention for a collaborative um, sort of setup. Because we've already said that it doesn't mean we're underscoring the damage that's been caused by these people who, you know, are, are criminals generally operating in our space. It worries us because it also ruins our name and it stands against everything that we stand for. And I want to again remind everyone that uh, we've got a flagship program. It's called Trocomela within Santaco. And what we do there is on a continued basis, we offer training to our drivers especially 
to remind them about the importance of customer service and just dealing with people appropriately. And that's why I'm saying we're not oblivious to the reality of these events happening. And also we want for criminality to be understood to be that because it is not in any way a mandate that comes from us. We want to convey our sincerest apologies to the people that continue to be victimized by people who purport to be working in our space and and representing our organization to a certain extent. It is not in any way what we stand for, and and, and we want to self-correct because it does appear as though these sort of traits are within our operations. And I mean, again, we want to urge government to particularly focus. I mean, this opportunity to sit down with the government in the Eastern Cape is exactly that. For us to find a way to collaborate so that we don't have this infiltration of criminality, which essentially ruins the good work that's being done in the instances that it does happen. And so we are committed to do better and we are very saddened that this, this infiltration of criminality, when all we're supposed to be doing is ferrying South Africans to different destinations safely, without necessarily subjecting them to any sort of criminality. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it sounds like talk. It doesn't sound to yeah. me like uh, decisively something is going to come up, but what... Yeah is apparent to me as somebody who sat through the process of listening to people for two days and the pain that they exposed is that most of your members are bullies and they are bullies who feel that nobody can do anything to them including law enforcement agencies and it will become terrible if people start to either boycott taxis because you're also not most of your members are also not open to competition competition from buses there was one of your members who called here uh, earlier on and said they don't want uh, Avanzas. They don't want, I can't remember, all of the variation of, um, you know, the the, the other types of uh, public transportation systems that are out there. They want to be the only ones that operate. And that can never be, right? Yeah, that can sure. never be because they operate in a world where consumers have the right to choose how they want to be transported. And if that also includes hitchhiking, it's somebody's right if they want to hitchhike in a place where publicly they're allowed. There's a lot of training you need to do because you spoke earlier to me about owners. You you said, well, uh, you know, we must remember there's drivers and then there's owners. The training needs to be given to owners. The training needs to be given to drivers. But there's also those rude marshals right? The rude marshals at the rank, because they're part of the ecosystem. They're part of the ecosystem of drivers and how people should be treated. That people are poor does not mean they deserve to be ill-treated in this way. We have a caller. Mayanzege in East London is the taxi driver who spoke to me earlier. Um, Mayanzege, hi, good morning. Hi, hi, you belong to to Santaco? Yes. Okay, you belong to Santaco. Because the Santaco representative is here. Ungateta Zoguva. I'll translate to Mr. Bremwell. Teta. Teta. I'm so sorry about those ones. I'm so sorry about those ones. But in that song, I'm a king. 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 I'm a
Ofisi lamu loana kama naka nimkate ukwa 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 Aba umisela abandu kwenda wakutu wuku ya abandu. Amisi. I behave ya yake. I resulte ya nubama kutini makuliwe. Kufumasa kwa londo kazi ya hivete mtonga kwaona. Ofisi ya mnatu promoting ya hivete mtonga kwaona. So, huko umhaiki. Huko umhaiki ya hivete. Huko unote ya abandu ba patrola ya hivete. Kule na inda hivete mtonga ya hivete. So, abandu pa abasoni penanga. Huko huko ya nubama kutimale ya kabene short ya hivete mtonga kwaona. Ishori yake em resulte ya lepuku something ya za pindi umtake. Kisito nje androvo alalupu. Kodwa, uya hiva utini, unenginga ne shori zaba antuke ngoku. Uundikayo kopa umunda ngafu. I am just generally telling you what is really happening. Please don't shout, don't shout at me. Don't shout at me. No, sorry, that's how I'm talking. I'm not shouting, ne? Sorry. Mna asuskeiti, ne? I'm just like being, like serious, sorry, I didn't shout to you, ne? But I'm just being honest with you, you see. That is the thing generally happening in resulting to the fight. Whereby I'm not on the wrong, I'm going to go to the hospital, I'm going to go to the hospital, I'm going to go to the hospital. That is the thing. But I'm sorry for those who are not on the hospital, but I'm going to go to the hospital, uh, I don't know how much translating I can do. Uh, thanks, my Yenzeg. I just want final thoughts from uh, both my guests about a way forward. Maybe we start with you, Mr. Bremwell. Yes, uh, thanks, Katie. Uh, as I said, I could not uh, really pick the previous caller, but maybe you would translate a little bit for me there. But in, in a nutshell, ours is to ensure that the rule of law applies. And in doing that, we need to, like I said, we need to strategize, put plans in place, and deal with the matter head on. We cannot be a law enforcement agency and we see this thing is happening and we're not doing anything about it. But as I'm saying in the same vein, in doing that, we want to speak to Santiago as well. Uh, the invitation is open that we can go to the boardroom, we discuss the issue, but from there on, a law enforcement will be executed to the letter of the law. Thank you, Mr. Bremel. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Ms. Uh, Pala? Thank you. I'll, I'll be brief. Let's... I appreciate criminality for what it is and let's empower and urge law enforcement to do their work. As an industry, we're also doing our part to self-correct and ensure that the people who are end users of our service are not discriminated and or offended. Let's also, as South Africans, understand that whilst you have a right of choice and what mode of transport you choose, there must also be a lot of the reality of some of the criminality that people get to be subjected to, especially with reality such as that of hitchhiking. 
And um, I wish everybody a good year. We will be engaging with the Department of Transport in the Eastern Cape. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to my guests. And I'll have have you know that as we're having this conversation, uh, there's a listener who just took a picture of uh, one of the the people that are doing the very issue that we're talking about in Hazyview. I'm looking at the picture now. And the two guys on the side of the road that are waiting are wearing those reflective vests that we've been talking about. My goodness. I'll ask my producers to to share the picture and uh, share the picture also with um, Mr. Bramwell. That's where we leave it. We leave it solutionless with the hope that people talk and things change. In the meantime, if you are using public transport, in fact, if you're on South African roads, God bless you.